This is the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. Your hosts, Nick Johnson and Larry Chatterley, welcome you on your journey of self-improvement and connection. Listen as they combine their different experiences of life to help guide you in the direction of love, truth, and leadership. Hi, I'm Larry. This is LTL. Welcome to the show today, everyone. We're going to be, uh, man, I, I don't know what's up, but the second I start talking about on the show, I instantly start getting teary-eyed for some reason. It's a, it's kind of touching whenever I start, whenever I really start recording for the audience. But today we're going to be talking about attitude. I'm, I'm bringing on my cousin, Christy. She is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, she's a very inspirational woman. She's been very positive with her whole struggle through breast cancer and uh, has been very informative, letting people know what, what her struggles have been. But at the same time, her attitude has just been amazing. And that's the subject for today is attitude and the, the effect on your life that it can have and how whenever you're going through a struggle, how you can have a positive attitude. Appreciate what you're saying about, about positive attitude. I think that has a lot of impact on life. And how you feel about yourself and also has a lot of influence on your ability to get over challenging things, including illness. Oh, yeah, for sure. So before we bring her in, I'm going to bring up something that I did some research on. It's a, yeah, Dr. Masaru Emoto did this experiment with bottles of water where he put a label on a bottle of water. Some water bottles of water had positive words on them like gratitude and and love and then other ones had negative words on them like hate and just negative words and then he froze those bottles of water and then examined the water crystals the frozen water crystals under a microscope and the water labeled with negative words had collapsed structures with yellow edges when they were frozen and the water from the bottles labeled with the positive messages had intricate structures and diamond-like reflectiveness when frozen. You can actually go and, you know, Google this experiment and see the actual pictures that he took of the crystals. You know, so he found that uplifting and positive and encouraging words created beautiful and balanced symmetrical crystals and destructful and hateful evil words had the opposite effect on the water crystals. And like I said, the visual evidence that you see from this is actually kind of cool. That being said, the human body is, you know, made up of what, 70% water. So we are immediately what we tell ourselves and how we think about ourselves, which is a big deal. And then I want to, I want to talk a little bit about how having a positive attitude can affect your illness. And I know for me personally, Whenever I feel like I'm getting sick, you know, just with a cold or something, I, I uh, say I'm not going to get sick and I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I, I seem to beat the cold or whatever I'm getting before it actually takes a hold of my body. 
and and can come in. Do you do you have anything like that, Larry, that you do where you're starting to get sick and you yeah. talk yourself up or anything or <laughs> I do. <laughs> I try to meditate and think of gratitude or attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And as I do that it seems that it helps me to get through it process faster yeah for sure i i can i can feel that definitely and then now science though and this is coming from uh like cancer.net uh the national cancer institute uh doctors will sit here and say that you know there's no scientific evidence that having a positive attitude while suffering from breast cancer or any other sickness can increase your chance of survival it will make your outlook on life better but um you know, there's some people who have gone through this and believe that their disease or treatment or the outcome of the of the treatment and survival do benefit if they're, you know, supremely optimistic or have a positive attitude. And I know you, Larry, you're uh, you were astounded whenever I read that to you. And and you just you don't believe that at all, do you? No, I, I think I think your attitude has a tremendous impact on your ability to get through challenging times, including illness. Yeah. For sure, uh, any anything challenging can can definitely be conquered very easily if you have a positive attitude. So there's also uh, some scientific evidence that uh, cancer and depression are biochemically linked, which depressing depression can give you quite a negative attitude, for sure. And it's going to be something that's hard to just mentally struggle past, um, you know. And, and having that depression can give you can complicate your ability to stay positive. Uh, something about the development of cancer leads to a chemical imbalance in the brain that manifests as depression. And that's an actual quote from Dr. Allison Ocean, who's the associate professor of medicine at Cornell Medical College in New York City. So you can imagine how somebody uh, suffering that from especially cancer or really any disease, but especially cancer, how they can have more of a bleak, bleaker outlook because your brain chemistry is now changed to be negative, just not have a, a positive outlook. So it's one of those things that can really bring you down because, you know, getting cancer gives you a, a depression. Whenever I saw that, I was just almost heartbroken because it's one of those things that's going to be hard to really get over. So from there, I'm going to bring on Christy. She's going to share her story with uh, with us and, um, have, you know, give you guys some insight on, on what having a positive attitude really means to someone. How's it going, Christy? Good, good, good. You doing okay? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, appreciate you guys bringing me on and letting me use this platform as a way to continue, hopefully inspiring others to maintain that positive outlook. I definitely attribute that to the success throughout my own personal journey. Uh, thank you for having the, the drive to share this with everyone though, too. There's not, I can imagine there's a lot of people who would go through this and want to keep it to themselves and your strength and courage through this is, is quite inspiring for sure. So thank you for, for that as well. Uh, absolutely. I'll just kind of start by explaining where I've been over the past year and then <clears throat> I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Perfect. So yeah, go ahead. The, the microphone is yours for sure. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So I turned 40 at the end of last year and then 
rolled into, hey, you're 40 and it's time for your first mammogram. So in April, I, that occurred, April 25th. And then in June, I had to come back for a follow-up mammogram and ultrasound because I had received a phone call that there was a suspicious spot. And I <clears throat> felt pretty positive at that point because anyone I've spoken to had either known someone or, or themselves had gone back that second time. So I guess ignorance is bliss. And I thought, oh, this is just routine. So at the end of that appointment, they had the radiologist come in and say that we're going to take a biopsy because we can't determine what this mass is. And uh, I still at that point felt just determined, like, okay, what is the prognosis? What's the step from here? Let's get this going. Yeah. And I felt like they were very streamlined with it. Uh, the longest wait was from the initial mammogram and the second one. But <clears throat> that second mammogram, June 6th, up until diagnosis, it was only two weeks. And then a month later, July 25th, I had a mastectomy due to having ERPR positive breast cancer in my left breast. Okay. And at what stage was it at when they found out? It was stage two, okay. which means it is isolated yeah. to the area, not in the lymph nodes. So that was a, a celebration in itself that it hadn't moved on. Yeah. And during my mishap, they took three or four lymph nodes and tested them, and uh, it came back good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <clears throat> recovery went really well. It was just astonishing the sense of community that I felt. I'm very much a, I'll do it myself. I don't want to put any <laughs> type yeah. of person. And when friends and family started showing up with meals or offering to clean, it was tough because you're like, no, why would I do that? Why would I ask that of you? I've got this. And someone said, Christy, you're going to have to learn to let people help you. And that has been just an absolute eye-opening change in my life and it's, it's for the better it actually feels good when you let people help you that's very true and they feel good when they help you so you don't have to be stubborn all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes and so um you know from there i started my chemo in september and i was really fortunate to only have four rounds of chemo that happened every three weeks i finished my last round uh november 9th perfect and then, yeah. so where are you at with this right now? Like, what's, is there a chance of it coming back or? There is, it's about a 17% chance of reoccurrence. I am taking medicine to try to overcome that. And I actually started that on Friday. Um, it's called Taxotere. It's a hormone receptor inhibitor. So basically my tumor was fed off of progesterone and estrogen in my body. That's what ER and PR stands for. So this taxotere doesn't remove the hormones, but it makes it go you know, like stealth mode. Yeah. The hormones are there, but potential cells that would feed off of that wouldn't know it's there. But the whole idea is that the cells aren't there at all. That's why I did the chemo. Yeah. Uh, just to double down on treatment in, in hopes that it doesn't reoccur. I think that would be my biggest fear. I don't want to have reoccurrence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So tell me a bit about um, 
how did you, how did you keep yourself, you know, in a positive state of being through all this? I am blessed to be a pretty positive person. So I took my natural foundation and then my MO is definitely, I love helping people. So I thought, what a great opportunity to take this and start to like post it on social media and use my own experience to hopefully let others know the importance of getting tested. That if there is a, a diagnosis by chance that breast cancer specifically is so well-funded and researched, it doesn't have to be that scary. Yeah. It's not a death, but you can't ignore these things. It won't go away on its own. So please, you know, let me help you. And in turn, by spreading my word and getting feedback, I've had eight people so far come and go, Christy, you inspired me to get my, my mammogram done. So that I feed off of that. I feel like that's a, a win every single time. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. Your overall mood was fairly positive, but did you ever have any points where you were depressed or you felt a little hopeless? I am actually starting that feeling now. It was such a slingshot throughout all of it. The diagnosis, the surgery, the chemo, that this taxitier that I'm talking to you about that I'm start, I started on Friday. Uh -huh. It's a five-year trip. And so I'm sad that my life now is going to be altered by lots of follow-up appointments and medicines and medicines to offset the side effects of the medicines. And, and so I'm going to learn how to overcome that. You know, I, I definitely have gratitude for where I'm at in this process and I accept the next chapter head on, but I am a little bummed out that, life isn't as simple as it was before the diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. So Kristen, so you're telling me that when you pay it forward to other, pe to other people, it's, it's very um, uplifting to you. Yes, Larry. I feel a sense of gratitude whenever I have that correspondence with others. Um, the pay it forward, just knowing that it could potentially be passed on to their friends and family. It's a ripple effect. And I just think we need to look out for one another the best that we can. I agree. So you tell me that that's going to continue to be your MO continually through this process with taking medication. Yes, absolutely. I uh, have one friend, the first of eight, that is going back for her second follow-up. So I'm definitely going to interject myself into her process as much as she wants me to, and I want to be her pillar of strength. I've got my own personal knowledge, but even if I could just listen to her and her own fears, I think there's a lot that comes from just being a good listener, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what made you want to be so open with your struggle through this? I thought that it was an opportunity. I wanted to embark upon potentially helping others. I know I keep going back to that, but that's really just like the foundation of who I am. So yeah. if I be open and make others feel comfortable about talking about it, about getting themselves checked out, then 
I think that's where we should be in life. There's so many taboos, not cancer specifically, but like mental health. And so if, if we start to talk about breast cancer or prostate cancer or mental health in any capacity and it becomes more comfortable, then I think we'll see more and more people treated for it sooner and have a better success rate. I think we definitely have a stigma around sickness in this country, especially mental health. Larry and I picked up this, uh, this flag for, I really feel like to, is to, to help people understand that, you know, everyone struggles through mental health and, and we need to learn how to have a positive way of living. Maybe a, you know, a good, you know, I started with just a simple morning routine and my mental health state has gone a complete 180. So it's, it's very, it's, so it's a lot easier to tackle than a lot of people put on, I, I feel like. It doesn't have to be pills that you're taking to mask the mental pain that you may be going through. It, it can be a mindset. It can be meditation. The morning miracle routine that you all spoke about in uh, episode four, I thought that was just really enlightening because setting up that routine it just helps your overall being. So I took that after listening to that and, and started being a little bit more regimented, regimented with my own morning routines. And I've already seen an improvement. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's actually very heartwarming to hear. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. That's really awesome. That and one other thing that Larry talked about in the pilot episode about when you journal, it hits their left and right side of the brain because I say my things verbally or, or in my head that I'm thankful for, but I didn't know that. So Larry, thank you. I, I took that to heart and bought myself a pretty journal and I've been using it. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Awesome. So <laughs> you have any questions uh, for Christine, Larry? Well, what advice would you give to those people listening to this that are facing challenges similar to what you have? My advice would, if possible, be even keel. Be, um, I think if you break down and, and you just are so sad and so upset, which is normal, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not normal, but if you can just try your best to stay strong and have a strong support system and do yourself research you will pick up more information and have a better ability to create a path. You need to advocate for yourself. Don't just listen to what the doctor says and take it, although they're completely professionals, but um, they're more on the medical side where lifestyle is something that's changed for me personally for the better, more of a plant-based diet, more breathing exercises, more of a peaceful space. So I would say educate yourself, stay open to ideas, and surround yourself with a support system if possible. My mom has been my my trusty sidekick through all of this. It's been really sweet. Well, definitely got Rita is an amazing person too. So she's, yeah, that's, um, I'm lucky to call her uh, an adopted aunt, I should say. That's for sure. Um, so 
how did, whenever you were going through this, like I, everything now granted, I only saw you and I feel guilty because I only saw you through, you know, your Facebook and, and what you were going through and, you know, how did you keep smiling through all of what you were going through? What were you telling yourself to keep smiling? I was so overwhelmed by other people reaching out. I call it the quiet. So you like say someone passes away and you have this outpouring of love, but then the quiet creeps in. That's after everyone said they're, oh, I'm so sorry. I've not had the quiet happen yet. So I can't do, I can't not smile when I have felt loved more than I've ever felt in my life. It's, it's overwhelming. It's inspiring. It's beautiful. And it's given me a, a new approach to continuing my own reaching out to other individuals from here on out. That's a commitment I've made. It made me feel so good. I want to make others feel good. Did you ever have a fake it to make it smile? In front of my mom. So I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> I was so nervous. So some days I would feel pretty crummy from the chemo and she'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel great. But really, you know, I, I had a fever or cold chills or something, but other than that, I didn't have too big of a fake it to make it. I really genuinely felt inspired by others love and uh, just really motivated to get the heck through this as successfully as possible. So now there's actual scientific evidence that having a, a fake it to make it smile can, you know, lower your blood pressure, uh, reduce your heart rate, and especially in stressful situations. So even though you were faking it in front of your mom, it was actually doing a positive in, in influence on you. So just so you know, it's one of those things where uh, it did help. Um, when, I love that. Chris, I think yeah, I could like maybe I faked it a little at work too. I'd feel crummy and just smiling at these associates. I interview people for a living. So being able to see them face to face and make them feel welcome. I could see that I felt better sooner by continuing to be, you know, welcoming with a smile. That's very good. You also mentioned that you did breathing exercise and meditation. Yes. Is that something the doctors told you to do or you just picked that up on yourself? I've always really enjoyed yoga, but I wanted to go a step further. The doctors did not. Um, again, they were, were pretty much into the, the Western medicine side of things. But then they also gave me a referral to a naturopathic doctor, Dr. Katrina Bogdan. I give mm -hmm. her all the thumbs up. She so integrated in my health, um, both spiritually, um, also with my diet, my exercise, and eating habits. Uh, she's got me on natural supplements. So I'm definitely trying to go that route more than I am just pills. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I know years ago when I was faced with a serious uh, illness problem, it's interesting. I went to a clinic in California and they gave me option A and B and A was all the medical side. You know, here's all the medication. B was more lifestyle chain. 
And it's interesting they gave me both options because most clinics you go to just do either one or the other. So I took B, obviously, and that was a huge impact. And I, I personally went to more plant-based diet, and it's significantly helped me get through some uh, that challenge. That's wonderful. I love to hear that you were provided both options because around here, it's been a lot of focus on that Western medicine. Right. So how did you, how did you keep your resilience? What, what drove you to be, you know, a hundred percent, like I'm going to keep this, you know, you have two choices, right? When you're going through this, it's like, I can either let this, you know, defeat me and bring me down or, or I can be resilient and just keep my life going. So what kept you resilient in this? Knowing that if you ignore it, it doesn't go away played a key factor. So just tackling it head on with as much proprietary as possible, um, really focusing on my health overall. I just set the standard very early in my diagnosis that I want to continue to live as normal as possible. So that helped me be resilient probably more than anything. I continue to go to work. I continue to have social dinners with friends. So I just didn't want to be a frail person on the couch trying to recover. That wouldn't help me mentally. So I stayed out. In, on the town and walked nature. Put me in nature and I'm a happy camper, Nick. It's it's hard to focus on your internal struggles whenever you're outside enjoying beauty that this world is you know able to give us for sure. Absolutely agree. I think Sam said this. It doesn't have to be two hours. It could be 10 minutes. So go outside and feel the sun on your face. Get a little vitamin D. Do some deep breath, breathing exercises. And just watch your whole mood soar. Have a have a no zero day, <laughs> as he yep. has. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's really awesome. It's very important to what? do. I've been reading the uh, the Blue Zone book. Are you guys oh, familiar yeah. with the Blue? I am. I am not. No, I, I'm gonna have to add that to my list now. It's the the populations of the most centurions. The populations of right. people living closer over a hundred and it's it's not really super in depth it's just being active and eating clean and surrounding yourself with community it all makes sense it's really it's a really neat book that you can get through pretty quickly or there's a netflix series if you're more into that I mean, I'll listen to it probably. I got a lot of time at my at work where I can listen to hey, a Christy, lot of stuff. I did I did see the netflix series it was very yeah. informative. I would strong anybody that's, that's uh, going through challenging times to look at that. It really had a lot of wisdom in that movie that would help improve mm-hmm. anybody's life. I will tell you the book is very close to the Netflix series with um, an addition of recipes. I have a group of girlfriends coming over in a couple of weeks, and we're all going to make one recipe from this Blue Zone book. And pretty excited about that we're just really trying to adopt a healthier lifestyle and support one another in that it's uh that's another challenge i feel like we as americans have though right is that the no mcdonald's the 
anti-preservatives in your food, not eating dyes that are made from petroleums and all that kind of stuff, you know? So we have this, I mean, granted last night, what I had beef short rib, you know, fettuccine. So <laughs> I'm going to talk, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's one of those things where, I mean, I love, I love our food, but we also eat just insanely unhealthy in this country. And we have these factory farms that are spraying all these chemicals on our food that is just not good to have. But I think that's a subject for another, uh, another episode really almost. Cause that's just something that I can, I can drone on for hours and hours. Well, I advocate that you have an episode about that. Please educate others because through this diagnosis, I started learning about organic versus not, and I didn't think it was a big deal. Now I completely know it is a big deal. The chemicals that they put oh, yeah. on our food, dude, it's, it's bad. Yeah, that's no joke. So, um, any, any other points you want to make on your positive attitude and, and how to help people have a maintain it? Just a, I know you're a pot, it's natural to you. So put, maybe if you could put yourself in somebody's shoes who maybe it's not no natural, not so natural for, how can they just wake up and look at and say, okay, I'm positive. Like, let's have a positive attitude today. I would tell someone that it's okay to feel your feelings and you just need to get to a point where you are committing to yourself and then you can educate yourself on how to overcome the negative. There are so many ways to overcome that through simple techniques. We keep saying it, but it's because it's real. Gratitude is <laughs> huge. Huge. Yoga, uh, deep breathing, journaling, enjoying social activities. Allow yourself to be around someone else that's positive. Let them feed into your into your like aura your being yeah yeah you just have to you just have to know that you're worth it you have to commit to yourself and you have to know that you're worth it and i think that that's probably the toughest thing and i haven't completely figured that out yet i have a few friends that go through tough times and i tell them you're everything you're a beautiful light in this world but they don't believe it so i'm not sure I just try to continue to love them the strongest that I can and hope that one day they open their eyes and feel the same. So speaking from someone who didn't feel that about themselves, who felt like, you know, I wasn't that big a deal. I started, first thing I did was reach out to somebody who I saw was insanely positive. And that was Larry. So that was awesome. And at this, this, the very first thing he told me to do, he's like, Nick, you need to start writing down, uh, gratitude what you're just grateful for journal well actually i take that back the first thing that he told me to do is question what i had what my problems and write questions down about my problems and then then we're going back to the one percent so changing one percent of every habit and then he added he didn't want to throw too much on my plate at one time right he's all like now that you're starting to do these questions now start gratituding about yourself and, and educating, you know, maybe reading some books. And so that's exactly what I did. And, and the gratitude is something that if you just gratitude 
you straight up lie to yourself, you know, when you first start. Like, I don't care. It, it, like, I'm grateful for me. The first time I wrote that sentence down, I'm like, I'm not really grateful for who I am, but I'm going to write it down. And then just keeping that unrepetitive every day is one of those things where like, hey, you know what? I'm, I really am actually grateful for me. I'm grateful for what I can give the world and, and that kind of stuff. And so I feel like if people really started practicing that, just that one, I'm grateful for me, that that's going to be something that's going to change their outlook on everything. And, and re- they're going to realize that like, yo, I'm going to, I actually have something to give back. And then, and then next thing you know, they're like, okay, cool. I, I'm so grateful for who I am. Let me help somebody else be grateful for who they are. And, yes. and, and it's just one of those effects that just can compound. And, and if we all did this, man, would the world be so much of a better place? Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I agree. Here, here. Yeah. That's <laughs> no joke. So I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for that, that that wall that I hit, you know, that put me in the position where I'm like, okay, I'm either like going to go down this one road that's totally crappy and not know how to fix myself. Or I'm going to start to look at changing my community, looking at reaching out to people, challenging my identity as who as I identify as and, and all that kind of stuff. So, and I know a lot of the world, not just the U.S., but the, a lot of the world is there where they're looking at this proverbial wall, and you can either continue to start, continue to live in what you have going on, and just day by day struggle and feel crappy, or you know have a a non beneficial lifestyle to yourself and to other people, or you can just by practicing one thing, which is gratitude, turn it all around and actually have an effect on everyone else too. I was going to make a suggestion here that there is another book written by, written by Christy. Isn't that Christy Nelson? It's not wake up with gratitude and it's her journal through, through cancer treatment too. It's a very informative book. So I would say anybody out there listening wants a book that, uh, to help them give better insight about gratitude, uh, I would suggest they read that book. It's called Wake Up With Gra- Gratitude by Christy Nelson. Perfect. I wrote that down, Larry. I may be through my treatment, but I still want to read uplifting educational material. So thank you. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about, Larry, before we close out? I have a few things I want to close yeah. out on, but... um. You don't have any other questions for Christy? No, I appreciate Christy being on, talking to us today and how proactive she's approached to this challenge. And that's the operative word, being proactive. That's right. Very, very, very true. And and uh, it's nice to know that you're practicing gratitude, Christy. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And, um, and as well as everything else that you're going through, that you're still practicing a, a better lifestyle and you're realizing the changes that you need to make. And, and I really appreciate your guidance as well, because it's one of those things where if I can sit here and just have my, my healthy, you know, body and I have these struggles that are minuscule to comparison to finding out that I have cancer and then I can look at somebody like you and, uh, find uh, a lot of, uh, 
motivation from, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's very heartwarming to, to have in my life. And I'm very lucky to call you my cousin for sure. Well, thank, thank you. Likewise, much love to you. Thank you. Do you have anything that you would like to add before we close out today, Christy? I just want to thank you. I know that from your pilot episode, you'd been working with for about six weeks. So yeah, just being so open to taking people on your own journey has now allowed me to speak. Bam, Larry. Yeah. You're doing great, cousin. Keep it up. <laughs> thank thank you. you. I really appreciate that. So that's, we're going to, you have anything else you want to add before we close out for today, Larry? No, have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm Nick. I'm Larry. This is the LTL show. As Larry would say, have a grateful day. That brings us to the end of another impactful episode of the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. A heartfelt thanks to my cousin Christy for joining us today and sharing her invaluable insights on the power of a positive attitude. Your journey and wisdom truly embody how positivity can turn challenges into growth opportunities. As we close this episode, I'm excited to offer you a sneak peek of what's ahead. In our upcoming episodes, we will explore the power of cultivating a learning or growing mindset. We'll examine the transformative effects of staying curious and open-minded and how this approach can significantly influence both personal and professional realms. And as always, Larry and I greatly appreciate you. Your continued support and engagement mean the world to us. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss these enlightening discussions. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome. So please drop us a comment or a message with your thoughts or topics you'd like us to address in the future. Thank you for joining me on this journey where leadership is not just a title, but the love and truth we bring into the world. Until next time, this is Nick signing off. Stay inspired, keep learning, and continue to lead with love and truth.